When we became empty nesters, we started asking the Lord and each other how we could live this life on purpose. And we decided we wanted to invest in the life of our dreams. So we cashed in our chips and sold everything to pursue our dream life of following God's calling. Right now, that has us in Alaska. Mm-hmm. In this season, we hope to share some of our journey and lessons we learned along the way as we live this empty nesting life on purpose. Friends, we hope our journey encourages you and inspires you to dream big dreams and have an amazing empty nesting season. Welcome to the first episode of Empty Nesting on Purpose, a podcast for Christian couples who are heading towards their empty nesting season or find themselves there and are looking around wondering, is there more to this empty nesting season, well, than this? If that's you, you are in the right place, because that is where we found ourselves not so long ago as well. Hey there, we are Luke and Melissa Dickey. We have been married for 24 years. We are born and bred Texans, feisty redheads who love the Lord. And we just want to use this podcast opportunity just to say hi and share our stories as we try to live our empty nesting season on purpose. So one of the things that we do on purpose in our empty nesting season is go on dates. Yeah. So uh, it started out when, well, we've always kind of gone on dates, but really... It, Purposefully, it started when the kids yeah. were teenagers. Yeah. When they became <laughs> teenagers and man, all the things that happened with teenagers, you know, the, the hormones, the, the passion, the drama, the passion. <laughs> but also us too. Yeah. I mean, we had been in our relationship at that point, well, right around 20 years, 19 years a while. A while. We'd gotten into a bit of a rut. <laughs> we decided to start going on dates on Saturday morning, going out to eat, simple restaurant or a, just anywhere, really. Our brand of choice at the time was Torchy's Tacos and, boy, good tacos. But that's beside the point. <laughs> so we, we decided to go on these dates and it was, there was a couple things that we did that made them dates. First, we would sit down, once we get all settled in, we would look each other in the eyes and say, how are you? And then actually listen to what was being said. And that was such a blessing because it's silly, like the question, how are you? Like we asked that in passing to people in the grocery store. But as we asked that question to each other, we started to just notice what really mattered to our spouse across the table and really be able to encourage them and cheer them on throughout the week as they reached their goals for the week or they were able to accomplish that thing they were worried about not going well. And it, it was neat to be to have just that little time all to ourselves. Yeah. And for me, so I'm an electrician by trade and I had been doing it for years. And so Typically, when, when Melissa asked me, how are you doing? I would be like, yeah, I'm okay. And this is what happened at work and all the drama and talking about switch gears and capacitors and motors, blah, 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 all the things. And uh, I'd start to feel better. You know, I just, okay, I got that off my chest. <laughs> then I'd grab my taco and start eating. And this happened quite often. And Melissa would just reach gently across the table Touch my hand, not saying anything, just look me in the eyes, and I'd be like, What? And like, oh, oh yeah, hey, Melissa. So how are you doing? <laughs> Friends, if you decide that you might want to do these dates too, these Saturday morning dates, just keep that in mind that we're all just here on this journey together to encourage each other. So my precious husband, 
forgets. And I had the choice like to be upset and think he doesn't care about me or to find a code to be able to get him to ask me because truly he does care about me. Oh yeah, I, I definitely care. So these dates were how we made sure to just keep each other on the same page, I guess is the right word. We really just wanted to just keep each other in the loop on each other's lives. And one day, whenever he was asking me, how are we doing? I was like, honey, I'm just not quite sure. I'm great. I'm blessed. I love my business. I love our life. I love our church. I love our home. But something is unsettling inside of me, and I'm not sure what it is. But it was like, you know how like you have your house and you have like you pick the house whenever you have kids, you want to make sure it's the good house with the right neighbors and the right community with the right things. And then the church is the same way. Like we shopped churches for a while until we found one that fit well for all of our different personalities that we had. But now like we were like empty nesters. The kids had grown and flown and they had found their way. And like we homeschooled and we encouraged them to like explore the world and find where they want to make their life home and grow and become. And um, they definitely did. And they went a little a little further from home, not further than we expected, but it, it felt different for sure. Yeah. So our, our daughter, she left the house first and traveled to a couple of different cities, but ended up in Colorado, Colorado Springs. And uh, our son, he did the same thing. He, he kind of bounced around a little bit too, but finally ended up in Arkansas. And if y'all don't know where that is on the map compared to San Antonio, it's about nine and a half hours in different directions. So with our kids not home and not near us, a nine and a half hour drive. Now hear me, ladies, I get it. If in an emergency happened, praise God, we can just drive quickly to their house. Yeah, we'd be there in nine and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, we would. But we were like, but what if we just didn't live here? We didn't have any family there. The only things really tying us to San Antonio, Texas was Luke had this amazing job <laughs> with an amazing company. Yeah, great benefits. The work I loved. It wasn't too hard, wasn't too easy, just just right. Kind of like that uh, go to locks porridge. And it was a good job, great benefits, great pay. And we were kind of like the dream job that you just want to coast into retirement with, like yeah. what we assumed what we were supposed to do with our golden years. And also our house, like it was a beautiful house and a beautiful community with great neighbors, like the perfect house for us too. But if we just didn't have those things anchoring us into this location, where would we want to live? And we started to like change the questions we asked on our Saturday morning dates and in our car and our road trips and everywhere else. We, we had probably 20 that we bounced around a lot, but some of them were where would we live if we could live anywhere? Like dream up, where would we want to live? Yeah, some of those places, I mean, we we bounced around a bunch of ideas like Costa Rica and Colorado. Yeah, we've always dreamed of retiring in Green Mountain Falls. Oh. Mm, yum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the ones that kept coming back to me was Scotland. The culture there, the, the bagpipes, the weather. Oh, my word. You haven't even been there yet. I know. I know. <laughs> but it looks good. Also, Wyoming, Montana. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of the big open spaces came up. Mm -hmm. So another thing that we asked was, I'm an entrepreneur, guys. So oftentimes we ask the question, if money was no object, what would you do just to help keep our hearts centered on doing what we love doing and like letting the money come? And um, Luke had never asked that question before. And so he kind of had him. He struggled a bit with this question. Yeah, I did struggle with it. I'm not sure that the questions never come up. So for me, the question was new again to me, I suppose, that if if money wasn't an object, 
what would I do with my time? And for the past 20 something years, uh, money was one of the focuses. I had to go to work uh, because I needed to provide for the family to, to have a house for us to live in and food on the table, things like that. But if I didn't need to do that, well then at that point, what's my purpose? And I struggle with that, still do a little bit. What are you finding on this journey oh, of unpacking man. What that? am I finding? Okay. <laughs> well, joining God where, where he is working is really what I'm finding my purpose. And right now, uh, as silly as it seems, it's on the golf course. Yeah, such a burden to live, going to play golf. But going there to... Do you hear that, guys? Do you hear that precious guilt in his heart? I'm telling you. Because <laughs> I'm not working like full time right now. <laughs> he is working on this. <laughs> but yeah, going, just encouraging people on the golf course that they're people too. They have their burdens and, and needs and uh, just getting to know them and what drives them. Another question that we asked was, what if retirement could be whatever we wanted it to be? I mean, we both had these ideas. I guess we never really, like we have our, I'm a planner. So I have like our five, 10 year goals. And, but they always equaled the same of waiting to retire till it was time to retire. And the quote unquote time to retire was when society told us it was time to retire at 65 and go from there and live a, a wonderful retirement season, be able to afford to pay our bills without having to work after 65 like that yeah, was like, that was like <laughs> the main goal question mark dot 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 and we right? were like well what if that wasn't the main goal yeah so we we started dreaming about what would we do in retirement i mean where would we live what would we be doing and how old do we really have to be if we oh, wanted to retire yeah, from corporate america that one came up and i think kind of surprised us both that honestly if you can afford to do it you can retire today Oh, this moment. And afford is a word that equals different numbers to different people. Oh, truly. There's all kinds of numbers out there. We don't need to get into that. But we talked through different opinions about all these things. And we just kind of, we tossed around the ideas kind of like a ball in the car and on our dates. And we just chose not to get tired asking these questions and really kind of think through what was going on. Because I kind of felt like the Holy Spirit was kind of prompting this. You know how in Ephesians 3.20, it says that God is able to do immeasurably more than we can hope or imagine. And it's not by the shoving, but by the gentle nudges of the Holy Spirit. And I felt like this was definitely a gentle nudge from the Holy Spirit guiding us in a different direction. So as we let those answers kind of set for a while and pray about it, we asked the Holy Spirit to just kind of rise to the top what he was trying to show us in this season. It all started because we began to pray, Lord, help us be purposeful in our empty nesting season. Because like our purpose had obviously changed once the kids left home. That's when that unsettling became, it began to happen. And so we just asked the Lord to bring to the top what he's trying to show us for this season. And a few things did arise, began to emerge from our questioning and discussing. And one of those things, one of the big things was Alaska. And I knew in my heart that we were being called to go live in Alaska. To what end? To For what purpose, really? For how long? For how long? I was still kind of up in the air, but man, I knew we were supposed to go. And as, like, I'm a Texan. My family is in Texas. Well, my mom is in Texas, okay? <laughs> and I don't like those summers in Texas, but I would actually dream of living in Alaska in, in the summertime. But to live here all the time is a bit surprising. Oh, it's different for sure. I did not expect that. <laughs> the views are gorgeous, by the way. Mountains, where we are living right now, we have mountains 
Pretty like, much 180 degrees. Like、mm-hmm. you look from left to right, there's your mountains. And the air is so crisp here, guys. It's absolutely wonderful. But it was really neat as we began to tell our friends and our like community about what we were doing. It was like very interesting. When we first told them, they'd be like shocked. Like, I'm sorry, you're doing what? And we're like, oh, okay. And so we had to figure out how to say it succinctly, right? So we came up with. We are selling everything. We are cashing in our chips, and we are moving to Alaska to live our empty nesting season on purpose. And they'd be like, <laughs> "How are you allowed to play by those rules? Like,、yeah. where, where? How did you get to play by those rules? And I can't." There was definitely shock all around from her friends, her her coworkers, her people, and mine as well. They all were shocked. But after the shock kind of wore off, they started asking questions of us. It was really neat to see them. Curious, like they went from shocked to curious, and then once they were curious, it was so beautiful, guys. Because then we got to start hearing their dreams. Oh yeah, dreams of some of the guys in my shop. Well, they were ready to retire, but not ready to retire. They didn't really have any plans to do so. And then all of a sudden, after talking with me a little bit about it, they're like, you know what? I I think I may have put together a plan to retire in six months and. Go fishing with my grandkid every day. Mm-hmm. And my friend that I walk with each week, it was so cool because, like, I told her, and like, she like unpacked it, and then the next week we talk, and she have a couple of questions, and then the next week she was talking, and she goes, "So, if I could retire right now, here's what I'd want to do." And she told me about a dream she had had since honestly she was a kid. Her and her brother have wanted to open this medi spa, and all of a sudden she's like, "I just I think it'd be so neat to do it sooner than later." And then the next week we're walking, and she's like, "Okay, so I've crunched the numbers, and we're gonna go ahead and open that Medi Spa in eight years." Nice, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yes, yes, you are." And I just think it's so neat how just being brave and choosing to do what God's calling us to do is encouraging other people to be brave and do what God's calling them to do too. Absolutely. That's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, an empty nesting season really can be anything that God is calling you to do. It's not retirement for all at 22 years old, or or living in Scotland, <laughs> or Scotland. By the way, I still would like to do that. I think I don't know. At least visit. But <laughs> it might just be you at corporate America till you're 65, but you're shining your light in a very purposeful way there. Maybe you have a dream of helping be on the board of a nonprofit. Maybe you're called to be that grandma who lives near her grandkids and is supporting the family. Maybe you're called to do other things though. We just want to encourage you to be who God's called you to be in this empty nesting season. Yeah, and follow those nudges that the Holy Spirit has given you. So, really, that's it. That's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Empty Nesting on Purpose. We are so excited you are here, and we are excited to share our story. In this first season, we'd love to share with you the lessons we learned as we prepared our hearts and our homes to take the big leap to the big AK. Now, we mentioned some questions that we have that we talked through as we were going through our dates, trying to figure out what the Holy Spirit was doing. Would you like a copy of those questions too? If so, head to Empty Nesting on Purpose, and you can get them there. Until next time.